0: Hey everyone, it's Joseph. Today we are bringing you the first episode of Her Story, a history podcast by a recurring guest of ours, Jasmine Tinsley. We hope you enjoy this episode about Juneteenth and listen to future episodes every Saturday at noon. It's going to be amazing. Good afternoon, everyone. Or good morning, depending on where you are and when you're watching this. Welcome to my very first podcast episode. My podcast is titled Her Story. And my name is Jasmine Tinsley. And I appreciate and thank you all for joining. So, this is my first episode. So, just some quick things about me I'm 21, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. And I graduated last month from Stetson University with my Bachelor of Arts in History. So this podcast is dedicated to talking about different topics in history. Um, I also take suggestions on things that y'all may want me to talk about as well. So today is Saturday, June 19th, 2021. And this very first episode is going to be about Juneteenth, which is today. So, the way this episode is going to go, I'm going to give you guys pretty much the historical background behind Juneteenth, and then we're going to talk about what's going on today in relation to Juneteenth. Also, just to let you guys know, every historical topic that I do discuss are things that I have done my research on. I've looked at secondary and primary sources, and I'm never going to give you guys incorrect information. And I'm never going to give you guys information that I have not done my due diligence on. So I just wanted to put that out there for you guys to know. All right. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this episode. So as I stated before, today is June 19, 2021. 156 years ago, the Civil War officially ended. June nineteenth, eighteen sixty five, Union soldiers led by Major General Gordon Gager arrived in Galveston, Texas to share the news that the Civil War was over and slaves were so called free. This news was delivered through General Order Number three, and in his order he explained to those in Texas that the Emancipation Proclamation that was written two years prior had to be complied with. It meant that every person was supposed to be treated equally. And have personal rights and rights to property. So in school, we learned that the Emancipation Proclamation freed the slaves. In reality, the Emancipation Proclamation was written in 1863 by the president Abraham Lincoln, but it did not go into effect due to them being in the middle of the Civil War. The outcome of this emancipation proclamation heavily depended on the outcome of the civil war so due to the union winning the emancipation proclamation would be able to be complied with if that makes sense to y'all so there was a lot of relief and genuine joy that came with the news but the general order came with its own set of issues It created a lot of promises for African-Americans, but it drew a lot of racial lines. The lines that were drawn left African-Americans left African-Americans with one option, and that was to stay on the land and work for wages with their now former slave masters. And as you can imagine, they were not being paid very much. Um... So despite this, there were still celebrations that began in Galveston, Texas, since every state freed their slaves at various times. So June team celebrations included activities such as barbecues, rodeos, and picnics. Foods included various meats such as lamb, strawberry soda, etc. When June team celebrations first started, Former slaves threw their old garments into rivers and creeks. This represented them shedding their former slave masters. Juneteenth was also represented by a flag that contained the colors red and blue. The colors represented the blood that African Americans shed during the time of slavery and represents African Americans being American. Also on the flag is a small and large star the small star represents Texas, and the larger star represents the spread of Juneteenth celebrations. Traditionally, before the start of every Juneteenth celebration, the hymn, Lift Every Voice, which is also referred to as the Black National Anthem, was played and sung in harmony. At the height of Juneteenth celebrations, former slave masters and their children would travel back to Texas or their respective hometowns, to celebrate the day of their freedom. Legends of how the news spread to various states were shared during Juneteenth celebrations, and songs such as Sweet Chariot were also sung in harmony. Now, these celebrations did start in 1865, but at some point between the 20s and 60s, these celebrations kind of declined in their own way. Um, So there are various reasons for this, one being the continued fight for equality. And this heavily became the case during the Civil Rights era. Another reason for decline was due to war as well. African-Americans were joining the military in hopes that by fighting for the United States, they would be viewed as more Americans and have more rights as their Caucasian counterparts. But upon turning from war, they learned that the country was far from that. Many soldiers came home to segregation laws and race riots that had broke out, especially in Chicago. There were a lot of race riots that broke out during that time. In 1919, um, one race riot started from an altercation at a beach in Chicago. Um, There was an invisible racial line drawn in the water and an african-american kid was playing in the water and he accidentally crossed that invisible segregation line and as a result a caucasian person threw a rock at this young boy's head and that resulted in him drowning in the water Now, this sparked a huge conversation, but a huge race riot. And veterans who were returning home, returned home to this race riot. And they were outraged. They had just fought for their country. So they figured that these these wouldn't be issues anymore. But that sadly wasn't the case. Another reason was due to white supremacist groups, mostly the Ku Klux Klan, Now, the Ku Klux Klan had been around since the 1860s, but since the freedom of African-Americans, they were on a crusade. The second KKK group appeared in Stone Mountain, Georgia, and they had a heavy presence in Dallas and Fort Worth, Texas. They were also heavily involved in state and local government as well. On top of that, Jim Crow laws legalized segregation and created more pushback as well. Instead of Juneteenth celebrations, it was now shifted to fighting for more rights, having marches, sit-ins, luncheons, etc., in order to fight for the continued rights of African Americans. Now, I kind of want to go back to the KKK a little bit. If you guys don't know, lynching is still not illegal in a lot of states in America. Um, they were responsible for lynching a lot of African-Americans, men and women, and sometimes Caucasians who supported the equality of African-Americans. So with that, a lot of Juneteenth celebrations went from being in public places to being celebrated within the family in the 1920s, I came across a newspaper article from the 20s where a family described an incident where they were having a gathering at their home for Juneteenth and police officers showed up to their home for no reason and basically shut down their Juneteenth celebrations and it led to someone being injured. Um, so at that point, People didn't feel safe celebrating out in public, and now they didn't even feel safe celebrating within their homes. So now these celebrations are being shifted to, we need to find a way to fight for equality and get the rights that are due to us. So that's pretty much the history of Juneteenth. This day is so important because it represents freedom for African-Americans. Uh, It's very much different from the 4th of July, which is a debate that I've been seeing a lot on social media. Um, People are saying, oh, well, let me give you guys an example. So Candace Owens, um, she made a tweet about Juneteenth. Basically, saying that Juneteenth was so lame that she was celebrating the 4th of July, the 4th of July only, and that she's just American. Now, I don't know if Candace Owens has forgotten that she's black. Maybe she has, maybe she doesn't want to own that part of her heritage. But Candace Owens, you are black. And when it comes to the 4th of July, that happened way before the freedom of slaves. Our ancestors were still shackled up and treated less than human when the 4th of July came around. So, how do you celebrate that before you celebrate Juneteenth? I just don't understand that. Another debate is circling Juneteenth in education. An issue that I take with the educational system, especially in public schools, is the curriculum when it comes to history. So Juneteenth is not taught in educational settings. When I was in grade school, we learned about slavery, we talked about the Civil War, but Juneteenth was never a part of that conversation. Never. It was never talked about. I mean, racism or the concept of racism and race wasn't really even touched on until you got to the area of civil rights or until Black History Month came around. And that's when all the schools wanted to touch on Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, civil rights era, all that stuff. I think Juneteenth is so important to be talked about because it is a part of history. It's an intricate part of history so when Juneteenth comes up a lot of people are not aware of the significance behind the day or the narrative that is often not taught um, it's always been taught in educational settings as I mentioned earlier that the Emancipation Proclamation freed the slaves but like I said that document would have not become effective if the Union which is the North lost the war the freedom of slaves quite frankly depended on the outcome of war now there are a lot of reasons for the civil war and this can be a separate episode but one of the reasons for the war surrounded slavery the south did not want to free slaves the north did but the south didn't so that was a huge rift in the relationship between the union and the confederacy Um, this day, important day, it should be taught in educational settings and taught the proper way. Now, in recent news, if you are unaware aware already, a bill has been passed to make Juneteenth a federal holiday. Now, when I said earlier, today marks 156 years since the freedom of slaves, that's a long time. And it's 2021. Now, although it's not surprising, it took a long time for the United States to create a bill making Juneteenth a federal holiday. But y'all want us to go out and celebrate the 4th of July. Okay. (laughs) So while it's nice to have Juneteenth recognized as a federal holiday, there are a lot of other issues and debates going on right now that impacts the teaching of this historical day. One is the teaching of the critical race theory in educational settings. There are a lot of people who say that it should not be taught. I have a different opinion on that. I think that it should be taught. I think that having the conversation about race and what racism is, is very important in our educational system. I think that if I have a kid who's five years old, or even 10 years old, and they can go out in public or go to school and experience racism, then why shouldn't people be taught about, right, about racism and why it is so bad? There are a lot of people in this country who want to pretend that racism doesn't exist, like Candace Owens. A lot of people want to ignore the fact that racism is still a thing. It's very much real. It hasn't gone anywhere, and it probably never will go anywhere. Another thing is, now, I am glad that the, the anti-Asian hate crime bill has been passed. What I don't like is that there isn't an anti-hate bill for African Americans. There aren't any legislations for police reform. Now, a lot of people say, oh, well, we made Juneteenth a federal holiday, so you guys should be satisfied. You guys have enough. No. No. Because if I have a kid 10 years down the line and they can still walk outside and experience racism or I still have to have a conversation with my kid about, okay, this is what happens when you get pulled over by a cop. This is what you should do. Then the issue is not solved. Future generations should not have to experience things that our generation and past generations have had to go through. There's been a lot of blood, sweat and tears put into getting to where we are now, but we still have a lot of problems in society when it comes to the treatment of African-Americans. Another thing that I saw um, from Candace Owens is that she talked about basically how she doesn't think that people are being discriminated against based on their skin color. I'm here to tell you that that's very incorrect. There are a lot of employers who won't hire you simply because of your skin color. I read an article from a woman who was actually fired from her job because she wore her natural hair. Now, that's a separate debate for a different day, but she was fired for wearing her natural hair. Her hair has nothing to do with her job performance. There are a lot of employers who will look at a resume, read a name, and automatically assume that they're black and count them out from the hiring process. So that argument that pretty much racism or prejudice doesn't exist, inaccurate, inaccurate. So with Juneteenth, continue to celebrate. Don't let anyone dim a light on this historic day. It's very important and it's very relevant to our history. A lot of people want to ignore the very messed up and traumatic history of this country. They only want to boast about the good things. And are quick to say, oh, this is the most free place in the land. But we won't teach the important history that is needed to be known juneteenth needs to be taught in curriculum we talk about the amendment that abolishes slavery but in reality even with that amendment it still didn't abolish slavery states pretty much drug their feet on releasing their slaves During slavery, African-Americans were not able to learn how to read or write. If they wanted to learn, they had to sneak and do it. But if they were caught, they were beaten brutally. Women were raped by their masters and that created mixed children, which society did not like. There are a lot of things that our ancestors went through to get to Juneteenth and the fact that a lot of people in society want to ignore that and they want to take that concept out of history is absolutely shocking it's like you guys want to cherry pick which parts of history you want to present to the world. So Juneteenth it's a historic day and it is worth celebrating. And it is worth learning about. And it has a lot of culture. I mean, during this time, these celebrations, there were parades. When African-Americans were coming home from the war and Juneteenth rolled around, they could celebrate. They would allow the veterans to lead the parade to honor them. Everything from barbecues to rodeos to picnics to singing in harmony. That was the core of Juneteenth celebrations. And it's heartbreaking to know that there are people who want to strip that history away. Well, I'm here to tell you, we're not doing that. We're not stripping that history away. So, with that being said, I hope that I was able to shed more light on the history of Juneteenth and hopefully. Y'all were able to learn the importance of this very important day. Thank you all for joining this episode. And as always, if you have questions, comments, concerns, don't hesitate to let me know. If you aren't following me on social media already, feel free to follow me on Instagram at Jazzy Tinsley. And let me know what y'all want me to talk about next week. And I will see you guys then.